Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuanas Now sent you. Welcome to your weekend. It's after 5 o'clock on a Friday. It's always a good day to be alive, especially when the weather is as uh, warm as it has been in this what's supposed to be the heart of winter in Missoula. It is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? You can check it out on the podcast. Podcast is available on all your podcast hosting platforms. Find it on Spotify, Apple Music, all of them. You can also go to our station website, 102.9ESPN.com, and click on the podcast tab. Podcast presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Wingate by Wyndham's got a great promotion going on right now. If you stay two nights in January 2021, you're going to get a free growler and a fill card from Big Sky Brewing. So a free beer, that's always a good thing. Limited to one freebie per customer. Got to book through the hotel directly, but a free growler and fill card from the Wingate by Wyndham. Just tell them Nuanas now sent you. If you want to listen live, you can check out the stream. That's also available on the website. Just click on the Listen Live tab. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Missoula. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Jim O'Day now in studio with me and Kyle Sample. Kyle Sample bringing it home with me on a Friday. Appreciate him being here. And appreciate Jim stopping by the studio as well. We're going to be talking some conference realignment, specifically when it comes to the Big Sky, the WAC, and the Mountain West. If you want to give us some feedback, give us a call. 361-3688-361-3688. You can also text us as well. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. 
Jim, thanks for being here, man. This is an interesting time, as it always is, but there's a lot of things going on in college athletics, so we appreciate your perspective. How you been? Good. Not too bad. I think when uh, we get these 45-degree days, I know people starting talking about going golf. And I was saying we could golf. Here we go. Yeah. I wish we could golf. That would be a beautiful thing at this exact moment. I was thinking about telling you that I broke my leg today, so I because <laughs> you were going to go try to here. sneak on. <laughs> okay, well it's coming. You know, sometimes when you have an addiction, you just want it to be at least a little bit of a healthy yeah. one, right? Well, Jim, you and I have been texting and talking a lot just about all of the movements in college athletics. But uh, earlier today, officially reported that Southern Utah is leaving the Big Sky Conference. They are joining the WAC. The WAC is not what it used to be. Once upon a time, the WAC was a league that involved Boise State and Idaho and Nevada. They're not anymore, but now they're bringing back football to an FCS league. They're also trying to get some Texas schools to jump on board. So let's start there. What do we know so far about where the WAC is at? And uh, I guess maybe give us a little insight, too, as far as Southern Utah leaving the league because they're a team that's only been in the league, not even close, not even a decade, just since 2012, um, but kind of pluses and minuses of what that might mean for the rest of the Big Sky. I think Jeff Hurd down at uh, the WAC has been pretty aggressive. Uh, he's been looking uh, to try and get football going again. Uh, January 14th, which is next Thursday, I believe, uh, it sounds like the four Texas schools will announce that they're going into the WAC. So that's Sam Houston included, right? Sam Houston Sam State? Houston, uh, Lamar. Yep. Uh, Stephen F. Austin. Yep. Wow. And Evelyn Christian. So that basically decimates the Southland because you have two of the premier members in Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston leaving that league. Correct. Uh, and, and schools that we're used to seeing. For sure. So it's going to help, you know, for scheduling for some of the big sky schools and things. But uh, And it'll add one more good football playing conference out in this part of the country. So I think, you know, that'll be a, a real positive. You know, that from what I'm hearing, and, and I still do some consulting work for a, a group out of Atlanta in athletic consulting. And, uh, you know, they wanted to get away for some of the uh, Louisiana schools. Hmm. They felt that they were kind of bringing them down. And they really have ambitions to look at going FBS. The WAC so does. the WAC wow. is, is looking at it probably as a 7- to 10-year situation that they're looking at. But uh, some of these schools are looking at that. I don't know if that's why Southern Utah was looking at it. But sure. I think they're looking at more regionalized scheduling and, and some of the things that might go with that. Well, and, and the fact that Dixie State is in the mix with the WAC, too, that it may, that's the, the, the key for the Southern Utah departure, right? Because anybody that's been to Cedar City... It, it's basically just down the street from St. George, right? I mean, it's only 20, 25 minutes away. So those two can maybe be peer schools as well. From your perspective and your opinion, is this um, uh, the first domino of the big sky? I mean, do you think that anybody else in the big sky might be gravitating away or maybe be pulled into the whack as well? You know, it seems like every few years we start to see schools that are looking at different things. You know, I know one of the things in, in 2010, we did a study uh, with Collegiate Consulting, you know, and we got a lot of different information to us. Uh, the WAC was looking at trying to get Montana, and then we, they would bring along Montana State. And we made the decision at the time to stay in the Big Site Conference. We felt that's where we should stay at the time. Even though the stats and the numbers showed we probably were not a school very similar to a lot of the FCS schools. Right. We were more one of the FBS-type schools. Right. What was the deciding factor? When, when you guys were making that decision, what was the deciding factor to not move to the WAC? You know, number one, we had good information, and we felt we were in a good spot, and there was really no reason to move. Uh, and I agree with this still statement today. I said it at the time. I said every four or five years, you should probably look at an independent study group mm-hmm. to come in and look at you and tell you really where you're at. If if you're a school that's on one end or the other, you know, currently in the big sky, you've got Eastern Washington going through a study. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portland State is putting out an RFP uh, in the next couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. they're going to be looking at a study. They're looking at it for different reasons. You know, Portland State would be easy to drop football. They don't have a football stadium, right? You know, could that be something if they, if, you know, they've got a small budget? If that's all, if they can't afford it, especially during the times of coronavirus and what this pandemic has done, and where we're where schools are seeing two and three and four million dollar uh, where they're in the red, how are they going to make that up? So there's some big decisions that are coming up, and then you got the other side where you've got a Boise State that looks like it appears going to the AAC, right? Uh, you know, they see the Cincinnati's and stuff of the world that are making better money sure. in television and they're making it in the bowls and things like that. And, and they have big ambitions. So they leave the, the, the Mountain West and you ask, 
what do you see in other things? The Mountain West, are they going to, if they lose a Boise State, are they going to be looking for one team or two or three? Or what are they going to be looking at? And that's where I say it's always nice to have that good, updated information to find out where you are. Because if somebody calls Colin, they're not going to give you a year to make a decision. Right. You're going to make decisions one way or another, and you need to make a decision that was best for you. What's best for you. And that could happen. What do you think Southern Utah or stands to gain out of this. I mean, they leave the Big Sky, which is preeminent conference in the FCS, to go start or to go join this other conference, which is going to be a strong conference in the FCS. But I mean, are, do you think they see it as a vehicle to get to the FBS? Because no. from where Southern Utah, I was going to say, because where Southern Utah is now, getting to the FBS seems like a massive jump. For sure. Them. You know, I think Southern Utah, and, and maybe you know, I might be downsizing this a little bit, but I don't know if they ever felt like they were really part of the Big Sky. Mm-hmm. You know, right. a lot of the people in the big sky don't really necessarily think of them. They've kind of been where they're at, down in their own. And, and you know, sometimes I, maybe they just didn't feel like they were getting a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very simplistic way of looking at For it. For sure. But I mean, there's a lot of there, opportunity there, of somebody that really wants you. And sure. There's a lot of resentment around the league with Southern Utah being in the league, too, for a variety of reasons. They don't fit the blueprint of most big sky schools, no. particularly the flagship schools. Their facilities, quite frankly, their basketball arena is pretty good, but the rest of their facilities are, quite frankly, not on par with some of the, at least the, the the upper tier of the Big Sky Conference. It's one of, if not the most difficult places in the league to get to. You can't fly there. You nope. can't stay there. So you're talking well, about... It's boring a, a, to be there. It's boring to be there. And, and because it's so boring to be there... That's an inherent, ironic recruiting advantage. They're able, to, because of their admission standards, as well as the just the overall landscape of their university, they're allowed to take a lot of guys that couldn't go to a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. They're also allowed to take, they can take risks because they can recruit guys that have gotten in trouble in the past with a pretty good guarantee that they're not going to get in trouble again sure. because there's nothing, to, there's do nothing there. to do there. There's one bar. They they don't even serve real beer there. I mean, it really it's like it's like a retirement town with a university there. in it, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, we have to look to see where their recruiting is. You know, if right. these four Texas schools come in, right. that opens up a great recruiting area for them yep. that they don't have to go very far. Mm-hmm. And where you have a lot of like-type situations, you know, it, it, it's not a northern climate. It's it's really not too bad. It's very similar to a lot of the places in Texas and, th- and places like that. So, you know, I think it's going to be a good fit for them. I, I know the WAC would have liked to have had a couple other of uh, the Big Sky schools. And, you know, there's been a lot of people say the Big Sky is too big, mm-hmm. uh, which personally I believe it is. Yep. You know, when you're not playing everybody and you really question if you've got a real champion and, and how it goes. Uh, um, but nobody really bit at that. But they, you know, uh, Jeff, again, heard, did a, a good job of continuing to keep people looking at it. And he found some other schools that really wanted that loving. And that's that's what he's going to be getting. He's going to have a, a conference with, what, six, seven, seven teams. At least seven so right now, yeah. Six to have an automatic berth yep. in the FCS playoffs. Yep. So um, it, it, it could be a, it could end up being a good thing for them. Yeah, is this, is this a good thing for the FCS? Like Coulter said, it decimates the Southland, which traditionally has been a very good conference in the FCS with uh, McNeese State and right. Houston State and sure. Stephen F. Austin. Those, those teams uh, get into the playoffs all the time. Now you have now it seems like you have two conferences that are maybe not at full strength, if you well, look the at South them. Is that a good thing? Maybe looking at there might be a Division two, uh, Divi- two conference down there that's looking to join them. Okay. Or some of the so they might be trying to mine from that and right, lone star right, group. right. Uh, and you wonder is that like looking. North Alabama where they came from? Is that I believe they? Might yeah, and then there's there. then there's the transitioning Texas schools too. Like um, Houston Baptist has added sure. football in recent years. If they got if they got a little bit of a push, I think schools like um, West Texas A and M might be able to be in the mix. Um, the number one school I'm wondering about because. I don't really know what happened in McNeese State. They were a perennial absolute powerhouse in the FCS in the 80s and the 90s, and even into the early 2000s, and they have not been nearly that for a a while now. But the school I'm the most uh, curious about is Central Arkansas because they have improved a tremendous amount, and they're a legitimate top 20 Mm -hmm. uh, FCS football program, and they have above-average facilities. They have a nice field. They have a good following. I mean, they're one of the the upper tier when it comes to 10,000 or more fans a game they got a good recruiting base but now you know in, in Fayetteville Arkansas Jonesboro Arkansas I guess 
now they're completely on the outside looking in no matter which league you're talking about joining. They're going to leave. Yeah. They're going to leave the Southland. So they were another school that the WAC was really thought they might have had. Mm. They really have ambitions to go FBS. Yeah. You know, there's a couple schools that have that have done studies that are very, you know, it's always quiet, but a, a North Dakota State, a James Madison, schools like that, that Delaware possibly, you know, in there. Sure. But you've got some of those schools that are ready to go if the call comes. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Coastal Carolina and those guys were. Sure. Know, when the call came, they were ready to go. Sure. And uh, I, I think that's you, you can't put enough. You know, we, we learned so much when we did our study. We learned academically how important that is. We learned how how you become attractive to other. What makes you attractive, or what, what makes you look like you know maybe we should be spending money in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing like having facts. Yeah. Nothing like having facts. Jim O'Day, former University of Montana athletic, athletic director, joining us in studio on Nuanas now. Let's talk about that element a little bit more. Then I think that a lot of people listening to this show would say. Well, how the hell is Central Arkansas that averages 10,000 fans going to move up before Montana, who's averaged 25,000 fans for 25 years straight? How is that going to work? And a lot of times it's a lot more than just attendance. But take us through. I mean, when you're talking about being ready to make the move, what does it take to be ready? And what does it take to make that move valid if you do make the jump to the FBS? Well, the one thing you always have to look at is money. I mean, where, where, you know, and the, you know, we tend to get caught up into things. You know, when people say, you know, move up. I don't like move up. I like realign or reconfigure or whatever. Sure. Um, but you say you're moving up, and all everyone does is look at Idaho. Well, Idaho is one of the few schools that really didn't it didn't work, mm-hmm. uh, and they went because of Boise, and, and and they probably weren't in a good spot to go. Because uh, at that situation, even though at, at the time Idaho was, a, you know, they won a couple of the bowl games right off the bat when they moved, but then things didn't work. But you you got to make sure that you have everything, and you got to know what the expenses are, the revenues versus the expenses. Uh, you're going to get new revenues. You know, that's one of the things. Why why are schools at the FCS level in people the situations to say, well, you know what, we're, we're not opposed to looking at FBS. Because you have so many new revenue sources. You have huge, te- I mean, the Big Sky schools are getting $100,000 a year in television revenue. If you're, right. if you're Boise State, you're getting $2.5 million. Sure. And, and a lot of the schools at the Mountain West are getting that kind of money. If you're, if you're an FCS school and you're going to go play Washington in football, you're going to get $600,000. If you're someone in the Mountain West and you're going to play Washington, you're going to get $1.2 or $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get money from the fo- college football playoffs. At the FCS level, you get nothing. If you're one of those conferences, the Power Five or Group of Five, you're getting money from that big pot of money. You're also getting more than one team in the NCAA men's basketball tournament. That is huge money. Those are huge dollars. So when you, and, and but you have to know how can we afford it. You take James Madison; they build a budget totally different than anybody else. James Madison has twenty-five thousand students. They have a student athletic fee of over $2,000 a student. They start with $45 million before they sell a ticket. So to put that in perspective, that's about a little bit more than twice as much of what the uh, complete athletic department budget for the University of Montana has been the last couple of years. And you know what? You take Montana, Montana State. They have student athletic fees of about $150 a year. Mm-hmm. And students will complain endlessly yeah, yeah, about yeah. it still. Right, right, right. exactly. Yeah. But in the Virginia system, that's where they're making their money. Everyone builds up. You know, that's why you look at a school like Sac State, where they've got almost 40,000 students. If they decide they need more money, it may not be popular, but they can raise their student athletic fees. You know, one that's one to continue to watch and it is Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona used to get an appropriation similar to what Arizona and Arizona State got for football or, or for athletics. They finally, Mike Marlowe, who used to be here, uh, a good friend, he was able to get a student athletic fee on top of that assessment. So now Northern Arizona has both. And they have 27,000 students. Mm-hmm. You know, we forget about it. You know, Montana's got the smallest student enrollment in the Big Sky Conference. And when you look at those 13 schools and you're looking at only 10,000 versus some of these schools, even the, the I think Weber State has 25,000. Mm-hmm. Weber State 20 has 25,000 plus, 20 plus students. at least, yeah. And you look at... I mean, UC Davis has close to 40,000 yeah. students, right? So when you're looking at that, those are all things you have to add into the equation. Montana looks like the absolute perfect 
you know, and it is academically it fits in. It's a great top Carnegie uh, school for academics. It's got you know so many of the positive. The scary thing would be the enrollment, mm-hmm. the ten thousand enrollment. If you don't, what have you run out of money? What do you do? Because you can only generate so much. Let's be honest. Right. We're talking about money too, and it seems like more and more. You and I have talked about this in the past week or so that these teams that are the elite teams, the Ohio States, the Texases, they're separating themselves further and further and further away from the pack. Is it also scary when you are in Montana or you are one of these other schools that maybe looks at, uh, do we move to FBS? You don't even know what the FBS is going to be like in five years, in seven years, 10 years. It could be that these teams say, we don't need the NCAA anymore, we're gonna do our own thing. And then you're kind of left in the dark. So like when you are these schools, how do you even like, how do you even get an idea of what the landscape is when that is out there? Yeah, you really don't know. And, I, you know, I, I would not be – a lot of things are going to change. You know, we, we've we already got the NCAA next week uh, on the NIL situation. They're probably going to delay that. Congress has taken it up. I mean, there's already a brand-new bill set before Congress uh, that, that Cory Brooker is putting in, you know, to show how these kids should – and that, that could, you know, depending on how that all works itself out, is going to really impact a lot of athletic departments. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have to start paying kids or if you're going to have to start, you know, if you have to split money, that the university would get half of the money, athletic department, and the other half would go to pay the students who are playing and participating. Uh, wow. Uh, but they're looking at coaches that are making $10 million a year, like at Ohio State and, and, and Saban and those guys at Alabama. They're seeing all of those different things, and they're saying, you know what, we're the ones taking the beating. We should get some of the cash. And, you know, it's going to be hard to argue that. It's, gonna, it's a delayed process, but it's going to fit in. But they're going to have the Power Five. The Power Five guys are going to do their own thing. Politically, they're staying with every. Plus, they need the group of five schools to play. Mm-hmm. They need those games, and so that's a difference in where they're at now. If the group of, you know, I think the group of five eventually will have its own college football playoff, and it may take some of the bowls that are not the Rose Bowl and the Orange Bowl sure. and the Fiesta Bowl, but take some of the other bowls and create a system kind of like they have at the power five let's, let's be honest yeah it is you know those 12 teams what do they allow one team the right. top team uh to come in from the from the group of five group but it's just kind of a a deal like that but they're going to take that you know and and as people need more money again you go back to this pandemic you know you've got big schools that are 50 million dollars short in their athletic department and you're saying how are you doing that well some of them are taking some of their monies out of their endowments. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going into the corpus a little bit, or they're 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 fortunate enough that they can deal with banks that are in big metropolitan areas that are believers in them that they can pay it back. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have all these different opportunities. It's the smaller schools that it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Jim O'Day joining us on Nuana's now breaking down landscape of college football, particularly with pending shifts and potential shifts. And I want to get into. What, what if Boise State did leave the Mountain West? What that would mean, and if it would be a draw for some of the top, either Big Sky or Missouri Valley schools. But one last point on this: Grizz Greats, the the uh, 25th anniversary silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions podcast series that we've been rolling out. Jim was kind enough to join us as a a guest on that, and so was Wayne Hogan, who was the athletic director at Montana at the time. And you guys both echoed each other in one thing that I had never considered until listening to those episodes back, and that was, on one hand, that 1995 National Championship for the Grizz. Such a shot in the arm for the athletic department, a great piece of national exposure, a thing that put the football program on the map and set the bar for expectations, then those expectations have lasted now for a quarter century. But on the other hand, it also made Grizz football so almost self-sustainable and it made it so that then the the state and the university thought well if they keep selling out if they keep winning championships we can keep giving them less and less money and so even though you guys are producing more revenue and and the athletic department is making more money 
the, the athletic department budget is not growing that much because you don't have any supplementation from the state or the university. And then all of a sudden, you get to this uneven playing field where, on one hand, Montana's the only school in the league that's drawing like they're drawing. They're the only school in the league with the tradition that they have. But on the other hand, they're getting almost no subsidization compared to the peers in their in their conference. And so it, it was kind of just like this break-even point, right? And you have talked about it extensively, you and I have, just with about the nightmare that was budgeting because now you're sitting here writing a budget and you're saying, Hey, we're budgeting to sell every single seat in that stadium every single year. And if we don't, if we sell 500 less, we're falling short of our budget. That had to be so stressful, but I mean, just tell people about that element because it wasn't just that the rich were getting richer. It was actually sort of this uh, dichotomy, right? Well, I remember for many years and people would think that we had so much more at Montana than everybody else. And yet our budgets at Montana, Montana state were almost similar. But they were putting in institutional dollars where we were getting more and more money from private dollars and from ticket sales. So we basically had the same budget. The problem being is, you used to say, if we run into a bind, is the university going to be there to help us? And we really never, knock on wood, we never ran into that bind. Well, you know, that could run into that bind. It could happen at any time. You know, you used to say, if we ever lose... We're only selling 20,000 tickets a game instead of 25,000. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, a million two in the red, mm-hmm. and we're back to 2003 where we had our deficit. Mm-hmm. And yet, how many schools at the FCS level averaged, you know, 20,000 fans a game? Maybe one or two others. Yeah. That's it. Not not even Montana State. I think they averaged 17.5 mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And you're, so you're kind of penalized for that. Um, but... You know, it just it just makes it extremely tough. You always felt like you were on a ledge, and if you ever got tipped, you could fall off fast. And you know, we've been just we've been just so fortunate here in Montana that that people, you know, in and around Montana and, and all of our supporters were so vigilant in helping us. And they continue to pump so much money into the program. I mean, look at our facilities. Our facilities are amazing. Our, our support is amazing. We are so unique, even compared to the James Madisons of the world, and, and to some extent, the North Dakota States in the world. I, I remember Gene Taylor, who is now the athletic director at Kansas State, and Gene was at North Dakota State, and he would always tell me, O'Day, all we're doing is trying to follow what you guys did. We're just watching what you guys do in your marketing, in the way you sell tickets, in the way you bring, when people come into town, the way you treat them. All we're doing is following your lead. You created a monster. We created a monster. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and you talk to school uh, people at or at Ohio State and LSU and schools like that, and they'll say the exact same thing. And I'll talk to many of our coaches, and they say, you know what, Montana was as hard a place to coach as any place because they thought you had everything, and you really didn't have anything more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But the pressures were there. The pressures were there. It's like Jim McElwain, in front of this show, and now Central Michigan head coach has always said, he said the worst job in college football is the University of Montana because they expect you to go undefeated 10 years in a row, and you don't have any of the resources that you might have at a place where, like Alabama, where you maybe even could go undefeated 10 years well, in a row. And you don't have those multi-year contracts. Exactly. You, fired, you walk away with $15 million. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Here you walk away with a handshake and ta-ta. <laughs> See you later. You mentioned you guys never really had to go to the university. You never hit that bump. Uh, and you also mentioned earlier some teams or some schools are looking at their endowments. Is it as simple as just calling up the, the president being like, hey, can we get some money from that endowment? No. I mean, it's very difficult, right? Oh, it's it's a difficult thing. You know, there are so many different... Uh, you There's know, strings I, attached to a lot of it, right? Yeah, you know, and you, it's a long process. It's a long process because you've got everybody on campus. Presidents and, 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 and the cabinet have to look out for everybody. You're just a piece. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody wants money. And and they're all after the same dollar. They're all after the same piece of the dollar. So it's it's hard, you know. So, you, you know, you, you do your best to work together, uh, keep communication. You know, if communication falls, you're in trouble. Um, but uh, keep communicating and everything and let people know how things... You have to make some tough decisions altogether. Um, like I said, we went through a, a period where it was very, very, we we're very fortunate. You know, something like this pandemic is so unusual that you're like, how are we going to work together? 
but you know what? I mean, there's not a lot of extra resources out there. Right. I mean, the university system in my and and, the, and across the university system doesn't have a lot of extra cash. Right. It's just kind of sitting there, and really, the the university's endowment doesn't allow. Most of these schools have like an athletic endowment at Ohio State, and they may have you know 250 million in an athletic endowment at Ohio State for their athletic department. That's not the same here. Right. Ours, ours is pretty small. Here's what we're going to do, because I want to attack some more hypothetical. Can you stick around for like 15 more sure. minutes? Okay, great. We're going to attack a little bit more about conference realignment, what's going to happen with the Mountain West if and when Boise State leaves, and uh, maybe just what the feasibility is and the, and the pluses and minuses of what a move-up would look like for the Montana schools. It is Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television, and around the planet Earth on both the YouTube channel and the live stream. Jim O'Day, Athletic Director from the University of Montana, jo- former Athletic Director from the University of Montana, excuse me. I wish you were still the Athletic Director sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd want that headache anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like Ken Haslam. That's like Ken Haslam, current Athletic Director, has said, you know, this year there was not really an Athletic Director playbook for uh, no. man in the way um, this this last year has got it. It's definitely been a headache, for I think, for everybody in college athletics. But Jim O'Day joining myself, Coulter Nuanas, and Kyle Sample. Reese, can we take a break? You got it? We'll be back right after this. Nuanas now. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide, SWX Montana Television, and around the globe on the Listen Live. Stream all you got to do to find the listen live stream 1029 ESPN.com. Click on listen live. The stream presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to get get in on the show, give us a call 361 3688. That's 361 3688. You can also text that number as well. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line, making it through into the weekend. Last official, or I guess first official week, rolling solo. I did have a little bit of a test run there in December when the old COVID hit and Tucson had to be out for a while. But uh, since our new show, Nuwana is now, will be coming to you every single day, 4 to 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Today, my guest host, Kyle Sample, and today, our special guest, Jim O'Day, former University of Montana Athletic Director. If you missed anything from the first part of this segment or any part of the show, go check out the podcast. It's available on all your podcasting platforms. We've been talking about conference realignment. Southern Utah moving to the WAC. A lot of teams from the Southland also moving to the WAC. What's that mean for the rest of the FCS? Also talking about some of the challenges of budgeting in the Big Sky Conference, particularly at the Montana schools. And now I want to talk a little bit of uh, speculation here because Boise State, they have been at least exploring moving out of the Mountain West. It has to do with a lot of different things, but particularly Boise State had one of the sweetest TV deals of anybody in college football. They were able to not have to share any of their own independent TV money while also getting payouts from the Mountain West network, but that contract expired here within the last year or so, and the Mountain West said, not anymore, we're not going to let you play your little ESPN games on the side and get money and then still get some of the money from here. It's one or the other, and so Boise State now may be exploring Jordan to AAC in variety of sports and then also maybe exploring going football independent. We'll see where that all plays out. But either way, it would be a move that could generate a lot more money for Boise State. But what does it do to traditional rivalries? Uh, what's the traveling like? I'm not sure. But, Jim, first of all, what what would it take for Boise State to go independent? I mean, would that be a smart move? Or do you think they need to align with a conference so they get that guaranteed TV money? You know, I think they'd have to look philosophically what they're trying to accomplish 
you know, you take Notre Dame and BYU. They they're trying to. They have a philosophical reason why they do what they do. National brand. National brand. They they want their information spread, and that's as important to them as the money. Uh, it's their advertising. It's their way to to get uh, exposure. So if if you're somebody like Boise State, you know, again, if you have numbers and you know what television might pay you if you are an independent. And you start to say, well, why should we share? You know, you kind of get to that point. I mean, Texas did this a couple of years ago. Um, you know, and they kind of got a deal so that they would stay within the conference and not move to go to the SEC. And so, you know, a, a Boise State, you know, if they can be lucky enough, which I'm not sure how that will work, to get their other sports into another conference that they feel comfortable with, you know, you're not going to want to go – uh, to the Sun Belt or something like that. But if you could get into, you know, they would love to be in like the Big Sky, but the Big Sky would be crazy to take them in basketball and volleyball and track and field and things like that, you know. But we don't get any of your football money. Right, uh, exactly. Uh, that, that doesn't work very well. So they've got to find a place to put their, their teams. And uh, that's a, a critical deal. Then you also do the thing about... You know, Notre Dame has an independent schedule. Yes, this year, you know, they play. It was a little bit different. Um, but usually they have that national scale, and they, they play USC, and they play Air Force, and they play all these different schools. Is Boise State going to be able to do that? I, I don't know. You know, Brigham Young, I mean, they, uh, they pulled it off, and they did quite well. But then, you know, you start to get into a deal where you go, all of a sudden you play a Coastal Carolina, and then you get beat. And it was it worth it? Um, and Coastal Carolina did an amazing job. They, but again, then they got beat by Liberty. Right. You know. So um, I, I don't know. But again, it's philosophically, what are you trying to get done? You know, Boise State has been very aggressive over the years. They've had presidents who really wanted to make their mm-hmm. piece by you know using this football program to get us where you know for so many many years. Boise State was always thought of as a junior college. For and sure. to get that stigma away that they were a legit, you know, now they're a college with, what, 20-some thousand students. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they felt that they could do it. And the same way with football. That's why they wanted to really expand. And, and they really have built an image and a brand by uh, utilizing their football program and its success. If Boise State was to leave the Mountain West, then where do you think the first place the Mountain West would look to replace them? Would North Dakota State be in the mix? You know, North Dakota State would love it. Mm-hmm. Does it fit? Mm-hmm. You know, again, if, if you're those schools in the Mountain West, you're looking like, okay, we've got this amount of money that we're divvying out. Do we want to, maybe we don't fill that spot. A little bit more for everybody else. Right. But then if we can find somebody that's, you know, attractive, you know, would, would North Dakota State be that attractive partner that they mm-hmm. could help with the television, you know, make them somebody that people across the country would want to watch. You know, those are all things that you have to figure because it's all, you know, it's all about what do you bring to the table? Sure. You know, do you bring good academics to the table? Do you bring uh, good other teams to the table? You know, how, how's your basketball? How's your volleyball pro? How are your soccer pro? How, how, you know, how are your other programs? And so then it comes down to, okay, who is in, because who wants to do the traveling? Sure. You know, the Big Sky is a, an interesting league because it's spread apart farther than any league in the country. Eight different states. Biggest yeah. biggest geographical map of any conference and, in the and, country. And you go to places that it's not cheap to get to. You know, if you're flying from L.A. to Seattle, it isn't that bad. You can, there's a lot of sure. options. We fly to Phoenix and have to take a bus for two and a half hours to get to Northern Arizona or four hours to get to Southern, Southern Utah. Utah. It's a whole different ballgame. And so those are all things that you put in. But the one big thing is you got to always remember the academic piece is a big, huge piece. Are you a like school? Mm-hmm. You know, Boise would love to go into the Pac-12. Sure. Boise State is not going to be an academic school with Cal like and Stanford, yeah. Those other schools. Yeah, UCLA, you know, if you right, talk to UC. the people at Utah and Colorado, one of their biggest things, for Utah, was one of the best things that happened to the Utah University of Utah Medical School. Mm-hmm. Because now they're in a group with, with Washington and Stanford and all these fantastic schools who have great medical schools. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it just, it, it, it makes you more viable that this is, this is who you hang out. You know, one thing we learned in that study that I always loved, 
You are who you hang out with. You can try and push it off, but you are who you hang out with. And in most conferences, that's what you are. The Pac-12 knows who they want to hang out with, and they want to hang out with academically like institutions. Nuana's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television, Jim O'Day, former University of Montana Athletic Director and current athletic yeah, college athletics consultant, joining myself, Coulter Nuanas, and Kyle Sample in studio. Well, then that that leaves the last question. Then, I, I guess one of the last questions. But what would it take for the Montana school? I mean, would the Mountain West have any interest in Montana or Montana State? And would it have to be one or the other, or would it have to be both? Well, unbeknownst to many people, in two thousand and six, Montana was being heavily recruited by the Mountain West. Right. Uh, President Dennison. This is when the Mount West had just started, right? When they were just yep. started. Uh, President Dennison was very interested. Mm-hmm. Um, the Montana State president was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, really said, no, this isn't going to happen. And pretty much the state, the regents, and everybody said, no. Both schools have to go at the same time. When we were approached by the WAC in 2009 10, um, they were after Montana. But again, in private meetings, they said, yes, we would take Montana State if that means that Montana can go because they, they, they check the boxes too. Uh, it would make a different size league, but uh, they check the boxes. Now, if the Mountain West came, I'm going to still believe that the Montana University system would require both to go. Yep. Uh, I don't see one going there. I don't see it, a situation where you have like New Mexico and New Mexico State in different leagues and things like that. Um, at this particular point. That doesn't mean things can't change down the road. I mean, I personally, I think both Montana schools are, would be absolutely a great fits in the Mountain West. Uh, You know, they bring a lot to the table. They bring great crowds. They bring great support. They bring great facilities. I mean, you look at their attendance figures, they're pretty similar to most of the schools. The big thing is, um, what's the cost going to be? Sure. What, What are the negatives? What, you know, to, to get into the game, what's it going to cost us? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's going to cost you to get into a new conference, and it may cost you to get out of an old conference. And you know, what are you trying? What are you trying to accomplish? Ultimately, what are your philosophical reasons for doing this? And that's where it's hard. Um, and there's a lot of unknowns out there. This has been debated for by Grizz fans for so long. There's a faction of them that say we absolutely should move up. There's a faction of them that say why would we want to move up? And they say, well, look at Boise State. We could be Boise State. Is that wise to say that Montana could be Boise State, or did Boise State have other advantages that maybe Montana does not have access to? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they have so many more corporate, you know, they have a, such a corporate background in Boise compared to a lot of state. Well, and, and, the, and, the ta- like- and the town grew by 400,000 people since they moved up, too, right? I mean, that went from a quarter million sized person town to then a valley that has more than a million people. That in itself. Is is it's one of the one of the great population explosions that catered to college athletics that we've ever seen. Well, and you know, there's a lot of risk involved. Uh, you know, you can look at it both ways. You can look at it. Everyone says, "Oh, you know, we, we hate to get rid of the playoff system. We love being able to go for national championships and da 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 da." Well, it's been a while, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. since we've been in that. But for years, we hosted three games and and uh, went to a national championship and da 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 da. You know, um, that that wouldn't be the case under the current. But again, you look at another factor. How do you create revenue? Mm-hmm. Well, we can't fit any more people in the stadium. So can we charge more? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't charge more. I hate to say it with Dixie State coming in. That's I don't true. mean that wrong. It's but true. if true. you're in a Mountain West and you're bringing in Wyoming and Colorado State and UNLV, Utah and State, San Jose State and San yep. Diego State, and different schools like that, yeah. And then if you're going to Washington and, and instead of playing for 650, you're playing for a million six. Mm-hmm. Okay, what if you're getting a couple teams in the NCAA men's basketball term? And think of what it would do to basketball. Mm-hmm. If you had UNLV coming in here, San Diego game, State, San Diego State, and all these top tier teams, now all of a sudden you can maybe get a home and home with Gonzaga too mm-hmm. because of where you're at. So, you know, those things would be kind of fun as a fan to watch. But you'd have to be realistic. You're not going to win every game. Mm-hmm. But but is life always about winning every? You want to win every game, but that's not real. That's not real. So 
there are some exciting things that you would look at, um, but there's also, okay, whose name is at the bottom that has to sign off on this? Mm-hmm. And that's a risk because if it falls, you know, that's what you're going to always be remembered for. So just shortly, am I short-sighted or dumb for being part of the faction that says, I don't want the Grizz to go up because I, I really like that they can play for a national championship every year in football rather than playing for the Idaho Bowl? No, I, I think that's okay, but you just have to realize that if the North Dakota and North Dakota states, and North Dakota's getting ready to do some major things with their, uh, Denny Sanford and those guys are putting in a bunch of money into that athletic department. So you've got North Dakota and North Dakota State. Who knows what South Dakota South Dakota State, what their thought processes are. And you lose the James Madisons mm-hmm. and you lose, and all of a sudden you're losing your name schools. Mm-hmm. Uh are you going to be as excited? I don't know. It has been sad to watch that. Like, just being a fan growing up and seeing the Grizz play these certain schools from the time they were, you know, from the time I was a little kid and then seeing them slowly disappear to the FBS. Yeah, it's kind of just the like... Georgia Southern. Ah, it's, it kind of, yeah, it kind of diminishes the FCS. And it just, right. it doesn't make you as excited. Or at least it doesn't for me. And it's, you know, and, and, and you know what? Those schools are not going to come back here right. to play right, right now the way it is. So right. you have to look at... We're going to get some of these Division II schools that are going to probably, they're trying to move up to mm-hmm. FCS, and that's going to be reality. Right. From Montana State has so much institutional momentum right now, both from the university, the town of Bozeman, athletically, just in a variety of different factions, they have so much momentum. Montana has been trying to fix this enrollment crisis. We talked extensively about it with Justin Angle, University of Montana business professor, earlier this week on the business angle. But, Jim, last question for you then. Do you think a, a move up could be something that could help aid Montana's enrollment issues? Personally, I say yes, but you know what? I'm not having a sign off on that. Sure, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's easy being a fan and saying sure, sure. yes, because I think it creates that exposure. If you remember when we were at almost 17,000 students, uh, we were playing the app states mm-hmm. of the world on ESPN, mm-hmm. and we were playing the you know all these different schools, the, you know, and we were getting that great exposure. Um, you know, uh, we had great stories about ESPN again looking back, and and I think I think personally I think we will get there in athletics at the University of Montana. I, I really believe that that's going to happen. But who are the outsiders that that were playing? that's going to make it that right. exciting mm-hmm. to come in. I mean, if, if those if other schools start to leave, you know, there's just so many unknowns. And again, the pandemic is going to create a lot of people to make decisions. I mean, why would a year ago, would you have thought Eastern Washington is looking right. at either going to Division Two maybe or dropping football? What happens if, if, if Eastern Washington would drop to Division Two? What happened if a school like Idaho State would drop to Division Two? What if Portland State got? And all of a sudden, your fans are. Where do they want to go? Because you have to look. That's a big thing. We used to. We would travel, and if a Sac State or somebody was playing at the Mountain West or somewhere, and we didn't have them anymore, your your fans are probably not going to follow you as much. Mm-hmm. It's the truth, Jim O'Day, former University of Montana athletic director. Great stuff, Jim, as always. It's a pleasure having you, man. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Thank God we're not getting paid to make those decisions. Isn't that the <laughs> truth? We're just getting paid to talk about them. New on us now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. We're late. One more segment to send into your weekend back after this. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going 
going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula. Limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights. January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing and tell them. Nuana's Now sent you. Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television. Thanks for riding with us into your weekend. It's been a fun show. If you missed anything in the show, very informative. We covered a ton of topics. We went everywhere from Jeff Choate to Boise State or not. By the way, if you missed that breaking news, Jeff Choate not going to Boise State. He was a finalist, Boise State hires Andy Avalos instead. We did NBA contenders and pretenders. Got Mike Dugar on the show, 12 for the 12s, breaking down the Seattle Seahawks, uh, upcoming playoff matchup tomorrow. Talked a little high school hoops, all three Missoula teams at the Class AA level got victories last night, so good starts by them. And then the second hour, featured Jim O'Day, former University of Montana Athletic Director, breaking down conference movement, potential conference movement, and talking all the ins and outs, because that's, I mean, that's the stuff that Sample and I love, man, is the, the ins and outs of it all, particularly when it comes to a money perspective. That's what journalism is all about, and it's always great to get Jim's perspective as well. Missed anything in the show? Check it out on the podcast. Podcast is presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. The podcast is available on all your podcast hosting platforms. People have been asking me, is it still the same platform? It is. If you've been subscribed to Two Tell Nuanas, it's still that exact same channel. It's just called Nuanas now. But it's the same thing, so you're not going to have to resubscribe. We're going to get that all ironed out next week, but have no fear. It's the exact same feed, so all you got to do is just type in my weird last name, N-U-A-N-E-Z, and it'll take you right there. We appreciate those two presenting sponsors for being a part of this. Next week, Riley Corker going to be back in the studio with me on Monday and Tuesday. Sean Rainey going to be joining me on Wednesday. We have a lot of Big Sky Conference stuff to unveil as well. The Grizz, reminder, they're off this week. Uh, from Big Sky Conference play, but the Men Grizz, they will, at least as of right now, host a game against Whitworth tomorrow. It's a 2 p.m. tip for the men. It was supposed to be a doubleheader, but the Lady Grizz got another home game canceled. It's just been a disaster for the Montana women's basketball team with all these cancellations. I think they've had five in the last two and a half weeks. Whitworth was, was supposed to come with the women's team as well, but you already know why it's gotten canceled. We're not going to break it down for you, but we will have some updates from the Montana game against Whitworth and we'll also have updates from Montana State's basketball games against Northern Colorado. Big wins for the Bobcats last night. It was an ugly one for the women, uh, but they grinded it out. 54-46 over Northern Colorado at home. That's 18 straight Big Sky victories for the Montana State women because they have not lost since a calendar year and a day ago. The last time they lost a Big Sky Conference game was last January 7th to Idaho. They ripped off 17 straight to finish last season, and then uh, the one win here this week as well. So uh, Montana State, they had to wait as longer than anybody in the league to debut Big Sky Conference play, but they finally got it in, and the Montana State men, big win last night at Northern Colorado as well. Xavier Bishop, 28 points, including 14 in the last 10 minutes to leave the Bobcats to a 12-point victory. And this is going to be the most fascinating part about this Big Sky Conference schedule. I don't like a lot of it. I think a lot of it is strenuous. I think a lot of it is... Um, it's stressful on the kids, but you do get back-to-backs, and that might not be the best thing for fan bases, but with nobody in the stands, you get rematches. And so it's like, which, which coach is going to make the adjustments? We'll see. I highly doubt Northern Colorado presses Montana State tomorrow, but that's here nor there. Back with you next week. Nuana is now on Monday with Riley Corcoran. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.